Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do. In this episode of Shut the Shit Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall, we're confronting negative labels given to millennials and we're redefining who they are called to be. So share this with a friend as we bring in our special guest, Arden Bevere. Hey, everybody. Y'all welcome to our show today. A special guest, Arden Bevere. Guys, I'm so excited to be on. I loved our conversation that we got before this. So I'm excited to talk to you guys more. Oh, we are so stinking excited to talk about you and with you. And if our listeners don't know, Arden Bevere is the youngest son of John and Lisa Bevere. He's the co-founder of Sons and Daughters, a movement committed to raising up a generation of uncompromising followers of Christ who will transform our world. So Arden has traveled the world doing ministry. He's been speaking at conferences. He has a passion to see his generation go further than any that came before it fully alive in this God adventure. We are so excited. I'm just going to say, Jenny, we just gonna need a preemptive clap for having Arden join us today. Go on. I love it. I love the excitement so level. It makes me feel good. I haven't had coffee yet, so I needed that. <laughs> oh, well, yes. this will, this is going to add some flavor oh, here. Do you hear it? It starts. It what starts. What does that mean? It's a buzz episode, friends. We haven't done this. All season. So Candace, walk us through what this buzz means. Well, Jenny and I both, for those that are visual lookers onto the Facebook Live right now, we have an actual buzz in our hand. And whenever we hear a word that sounds a little bit too Christian-y, a word that feels like, what what the junk? Just talk normal. We're going to buzz <laughs> each other on that. So it's going to sound, mine sounds different. Mine sounds like this. It's very policing. It's policing the moment. <laughs> And Jenny sounds like a flat out buzz. So we're going to call this a buzzword episode. Arden, um, we do this with love, man. So don't hate us after this. Well, he has permission. Yeah, you buzz us all day long, too. I I was going to say, you guys waited to the episode that I got on here to bring out the buzz. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Like, he seems fun. He seems fun. He can handle a buzz. He seems a lot of fun. And you know what? We're just going to jump right in and we're going to go straight to We Said What. Come on now. What do we say? All right. So Arden, you have a new book out, as you know, but it's called Redefined. And in it, we talk. it talks about the power and the words that shape our identity. So we have some questions today that we want to talk about. And the biggest one right now is what was your inspiration and your motivation behind this whole message? Yeah. So this actually started five years ago. My brother had asked me a question. He was like, hey, we need to better as a ministry reach the young adult generation. And he's like, you, you figure it out. And so I remember I went into a conference room and I was like, well, what is this generation? And I said, we're, you know, we're creative, we're innovators, we're pioneers, we're hipsters, like kind of trying to just exhaust the list kind of thing. And I was going through all this stuff and I was like, you know what? I need help. I, I'll go to social media, you know, the, the most trusted poll taker in the world kind of thing. And I was like, yep. I posted, you know, I posted the question on my Facebook and I asked people, I said, if you could describe the young adult generation in one mm. word, what would it be? And I remember mm. that started such a massive spark of responses. Like I, I was not expecting as many responses as I got, but as I watched all these responses came in, I watched as they were all negative. Like it was all things oh, like broken, wow. entitled, mm. discouraged, disillusioned. And honestly, like I could understand mm. that if that was from the older generation and just, you know, people writing right. on there. 
But what I was watching was there's all people that were in my generation. And so really where this book came from was it was actually a heart cry from my generation because all I was watching was my generation started to believe and take on the labels that have been placed over them, whether they were you know, true labels or not, but they started to live from that place of those labels. And we watched in 2020, as we saw a lot of people take mm. on labels onto themselves and they reacted and responded based off of the labels rather than the call that God has on their life. And, and so on. I remember in that moment when I'm watching all of these things come in and I'm watching at, you know, what, what like just my generation is seeing themselves as is so much less than what they've been called to do. I remember God mm. said, I, what I want you to do is I want you to take every single one of those words and I want you to journal about them. And I want you to write in your journal, you know, the words so it'd be like broken and then write it down. And then at the bottom of it, I want you to write scripture that's contrary to that word that I've spoken in my, yeah, in my word. Come on. And he said, and then make that your prayer for this generation. So this book was never actually supposed to be a book. It was actually just my <laughs> journal entries of, of um, what I was praying for my generation, what I was believing for this generation, because I believe this generation is called to change the world. I think never before mm -hmm. have we seen a generation been mm -hmm. able to reach across the world, you know, through a social media post. And I think what I've yeah. seen so much is as we have accepted those labels mm. that are on our life, we've used those tools as a way to, um, you know, attack one another and, and to tear yeah. one another down. And I love the calling of God never speaks to who we are right now because it doesn't speak to the natural. It speaks to the eternity he's placed on our heart. And the world mm. speaks to, you know, who you are right now in the moment or who you have been in the past. But God sees beyond that and he calls you forth to a higher way of being. So that's what I wanted to see. That's where this book came from. And, and it wow. took five years because um, I was actually in special needs reading and writing programs all the way through my freshman year of high school. Um, I did wow. not test out of them. I just, the classes ended. So so it was a, <laughs> it was a challenge for there me. And it was something that was, you know, it started out as a prayer, but then just mm. slowly became a book. And so I, I think mm. never before too, after, after 2020 um, has this, has this, uh, you know, understanding of grabbing hold of God's promises for our life and not living by the labels have been so prevalent. Wow. Okay, so I want to know from you then, uh, why is it so important to know the opposite? You said that you would write down the word and then you would yeah. write about what God says about it. So why is it so important to know what God says versus what we're used to putting the labels on us? Um, what's at stake? I guess yeah. is the real question. What's at stake if we start believing those lies? Yeah, well, um, what's well, your future? Your, in your inheritance. So mm. I think, you know, I think what I've seen a lot in this world is that the problem in the world right now is not that there's a lack of sons and daughters of God, but a lack of sons and daughters who have stepped into the fullness of what that actually means. And I remember when we were kids. Whoa, hold, parents, hold, 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 hold. Oh, she's hold, doing hold, it. Hold, oh, hold, oh, oh, here's the deal. Yeah. I, I am completely using the buzz, not I for its buzz. intended purpose. <laughs> I had to slow that down because I need you to say that again. That is oh, not a buzz. buzzing you for power. I'm power buzzing buzz, you for power friend. because, oh my goodness. Repeat I, that, please. I, I was nervous. I felt like I needed to get the first buzz out of the way. So I'm glad <laughs> it was not. No, I just was like, he's go, he's he's railroading what he just said. We need to pause here for a second. Say that again for us. 
Yeah. So, okay. I, I mean, this is, and this is the heartbeat of the ministry that we run is we don't believe that the problem in the world is the lack of sons and daughters of God. We think it's the uh-huh. lack of sons and daughters of God who have stepped into the fullness of what that actually means. Because, wow. and, I'll, and I'll just say this, I know this is maybe more for the end session, but Romans eight nineteen says the entire uh-huh. cosmos, the entire universe is standing on tiptoe waiting for the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. That destiny mm-hmm. that is before us is so amazing that that we gotta grab hold of that. And so I, I remember that understanding came when I was a kid. Like my parents used to do yeah. something that us boys we used to hate. Um, and I, I, you know, I still I, I don't know if I'm gonna do it with my kids, but what my parents would always do is that when we acted out in a moment, like when we talked back to them, when we hit our brother or something like that, they would always call us princes. Like they would address the behavior, like they would correct the behavior, but then they would nice. call us a prince. They'd be like, "You're a prince." And princes don't act like that. And I'd be like, mom, do you have some royal heritage that you didn't <laughs> tell me about? Like, is there, is there some like great, like some great, you know, thing did we ancestry.com yeah, this moment? Exactly. And I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, who, what, what are you talking about? I'm like, this makes absolutely no sense. Right. And they would do it. They wouldn't do it when we were acting right. They would do it when we were acting wrong. And what they were doing is they were speaking and mm. frameworking the identity and the inheritance that we had in the future. And they were not speaking to the person we were in that moment. Yes, they correct, corrected the behavior. I think the problem right now is a lot of times we try to ignore the behavior and speak to it a destiny rather than correcting Ooh. the behavior and then framing out the identity. But what Come they were on. doing is they were saying, you know, no, you are sons of God. And that's not because you're a Bavir. That's not because of some special calling that's on your life. That's just for you. It's the calling that you've had as a son of God that's framed out in the word of God. And so what happened was when we grew up, we began to read the word of God and understand what that meant, what that looked like. And we began to walk in the identity and the inheritance that my parents framed out for us since we were kids. So I think that's why it's so important right now is we don't live defined by labels. We live defined by the call of God. Okay. I got to do this. This is so off of our run sheet, but come on, you know, when you feel it and you just like, here we go. Do it, Jenny, get ready. So do you know what Romans 8, 18 says right before that 19th verse that you just quoted us? I I should, honestly. (laughs) Well, shut the shut up. We're fine with that. We're fine. (laughs) Let me tell you, Romans 8, 18 has been my verse since 2020 began. And it simply says, I am convinced that any suffering we endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of glory that's about to be unveiled in us. And then you say the whole cosmos are waiting for sons and daughters to step up, to to be revealed. This is what's crazy. We are living in suffering. We are living in this moment right now collectively that we can all share in. I mean, this is a universal truth for all of us. 2020 has sucked. We are going through a global pandemic. We are going through global crisis. And when we're saying that we're all suffering, we all mean it on various levels. And yet I see scripture reminding me, it's not even worth comparing to what's coming because God's going to do something greater. But what I've not noticed is verse 19, which I should have, that you just blew me out of the water with, is connecting those two to go, you know what, if we did know our identity as sons and daughters and stood into what we were supposed to, the whole heavens, the world itself would would see, I'm waiting for those of y'all that say that you actually trust and know and love Jesus to actually step up and do it to just yeah. trust him, to love him, to love others. You know, if there's two things that we've got on our plate 
at, at, at the end of the day that I can put my head on the pillow and feel good about is loving God and loving people. Yeah. Really, that's yeah. it. And mm-hmm. I think you're right. We're suffering and we're tired and we've got fatigue and we're like, Ugh, this, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> and yeah. if we would just say, but there's, there's this whole world that's waiting for us to step into glory. Yeah. Come I see I would buzz it too <laughs> but, but I love oh, how you, you, you simplified it for everyone because I think sometimes wow. when you hear this like hey um you know you're they're waiting for you to step in the fullness you can put a lot of pressure on yourself and you simplify oh, yeah. you said it's loving God and loving people as we love yep. God and love people yeah God's going, like it's his spirit it's not us it's not us striving in our human ability of being like I've got to get to this point to to step into that fullness it's no it's God's calling it's the grace that he's instilled into you and as as more yes. and more people lean into that lean into what the word of God says and grabs hold of that you know has the faith to be able to grab hold of those promises you'll see that walked out in your life you'll be like no god this is what i had to do this is this is this is just me being led by your spirit that's it it's not this big pressure thing so i love that i love it too i love people are like who is it we have commenters being like what's happening who's the book i need to know everything so we're here with arden pavir author of redefined and arden i feel like you have such a gift to see the full potential over people and to call them into that and we're talking about the spiritual side of it, but if you think of the practical side of it too, we can all think of the teacher that like I was failing math and they'd be like, no, you, you can do this. Yeah. You can do better. And like call us up into, to the greatness of that we have. I'm going to buzz myself because I'm stuttering Stanley. Calling so, up, calling up. I don't what know guys. What is, I have what a question. <laughs> call Jesus on the main line. Call him, call him right now. Dial tone, rotary. I'm going to call Jesus up. No, Arden, Arden. Okay, reel it in. I want the world to know that I'm a millennial, so you're speaking to me as well. I just, I'm a not, I'm not a millennial. Confession. We had to Google, what ages are millennials? I'm right on that cusp there, so I feel really young and cool. So, yeah. what about, hold on. (laughs) You feel young and cool? What does that make me feel like, Jenny? What? What? I need to have a side part and then we're, or no, a uh, middle part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> middle That'll part. really be cool. I think, yeah. I think that was Gen Z. <laughs> That's part. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Side note, yeah. side note. I know you're going to get there, Jenny, but side note, I have a friend that she has a conspiracy theory right now. She said that she doesn't believe any single Gen Zer actually made that up that some Karen in this generation made it up so that they could actually have something to talk about themselves. <laughs> like nobody's hustle in the side part versus the middle part and nobody's hustle in the wide leg versus the skinny jeans. Some Karen made it up because she felt Karen. like lonely and needed attention. Okay. There's that. Go ahead. Go ahead. There's that. Okay. So um, where do we go from here? Okay. I'm a millennial, kind of a big deal, but what about yes, the ones that are feeling, I'm going to reel us back in, feeling lost. They're feeling broken, discouraged. Maybe they don't have the middle part. Um, (laughs) I mean, but seriously though, life is so unpredictable in this time. What, what, like through your writing process and through studying the labels that are limiting this generation and you found obviously so much truth from the Bible, like what would you say to those that are feeling lost and broken? Yeah, like like what you said. Uh, so every single one of the chapters in the book was, I made sure I didn't grab 
like just words that I thought people would resonate with that I didn't actually walk through. Um, these were all things that I went through and I had to navigate. I had to go through. I still, you know, navigate. I'm 26 years old, so I don't want to act mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm the, you know, I, I've got it all figured out and things like that. I wanted to come at this as more of a, hey, I am a brother that's going alongside with you. Um, I want to see this generation go further and I want to call that out of this generation. And so, you know, what I saw and, and what you even preluded to is that the word of God is what always spoke to that. And I think what you've got to see is that oftentimes what we want to do mm. is we want to just, if there's a label that's been placed on us, we want to go to the complete opposite thing. We're like, okay, yeah. Um, so I maybe like, maybe I'm really shy or something like that. So I want to be very funny. We just completely, I'm not saying that shy is a bad label, but like, because right. I, I was shy, I was a reserve, but I'm saying we want to just jump from one, one label to the next label. And, mm. and I think that's a that's a very tricky thing because I mean my wife and I were talking about it and we said you know hey someone might be extremely funny and like they'd be really funny and everyone's just like that the person's so funny and people would be like yeah he's so fun but honestly that 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 humor might actually come from a place of them trying to hide trauma uh, of them trying mm. to not address a trauma that they had gone through and so we have to be careful that we don't just jump from uh-oh. dang it <laughs> power it's a power buzz I feel it I was power I- buzz. I no, I just felt seen, yeah. and um, oh, I was gonna say go. Candace might start crying. <laughs> I felt like I need to talk about all my trauma from my That's humor trauma. that I masked with. <laughs> no, I mean like I think she's prophesying right it, now. Exactly, it, what you are saying is a hundred percent true. Usually, what people push out as what they are most extroverted in, and what they want to be known as, is really a mask for something else. Exactly, um, it's another yeah. book you can write later. Exactly. You can, you know. Unmasked. Yeah. Well, and that's, yeah. that's the important thing. And that's because what yeah. we do is we take on our, uh, we, we begin to label ourselves. We're like, mm. yeah, I want to, I'm going to hide this and I want to do this. But the word of God is not like, as I said before, it's not a label. God never in the word of God labels his people. He always calls them. And the important thing right now, I think with my generation wow. is why we're feeling so lost, so broken, so confused on our identity and all these other things is because we don't know what the word of God says about us. We know yeah. what the latest podcast says about us. We know yeah. what our hey. favorite pastor on Instagram says about us. We know what you know the, the message that we heard us said about us, but we don't know what the word of God says about us. We have so much information at our fingertips. You know, we have Google, like, mm-hmm. you know, we're done with that day and age when if you're just the most confident person in the room, you're always right kind of thing. It's like, no, we have all this information, but I, I'm afraid we've traded so much of this information for the transformation. And the transformation comes from the word of God. And the word of mm. God does not just speak over the opposite uh, of what that word, the word of God actually will use your brokenness. It will show how Mm. God uses your brokenness to transform your world and not to hide your brokenness. Like how how the world, the world tells you like hide your brokenness and and show only your strengths. And and the word of God actually says, Hey, no, bring me your weakness and I will make you strong in that area. And I think that's the the complete opposite thinking that the word of God presents and shows that I want to see us uh, not shy away or run away from, but grab hold of and, and see that transformation and, and see those labels transform through the power of God and not mm. just through our own ability, because we're just going to be hiding something, you know, hiding it and kind of pushing it down if we're just trying to do it ourselves. Wow. Okay. Power phrase Great. right here. Mm. Uh, we're trading our information for transformation. We're, we're not, we're not being able to understand that we're supposed to be transformed and we're more informed than we are transformed. That's huge. My goodness. Well, 
I'd like to see what everybody else has to say because I feel like I could talk for another 40 minutes, but we want to know what you have to say. So you said what? We just want to listen and maybe we can do some good. You said what? All right. This is the part of the show that we love so much. Because we get to hear from our listeners and, and you know what, Arden, how, how often is this that live in real time, we get to talk with people that are on our podcast. So this is like one of our favorite things. I want to highlight real quick, just one person. Her name is Marilyn Lubong or Lubong. I really don't know how to say it correctly. Uh, Write me hate mail later. Um, But she said that, oh, oh, okay. Wow. We're just buzzers gone wild. What did she say? Buzzers gone wild. New edition, 2021. <laughs> she says, me being, and here's what's funny. I have to interpret this because she's strengthened, strengthened, strengthened yep. by the Holy Killing Spirit <laughs> because she put the I arm muscle emoji with an ED. So me being strengthened by the Holy Spirit with this conversation. Well, Marilyn, you're not the only one. We've got some other people this as well that we're saying some things. Lori E. Caldwell, she joins us this morning and she says, I needed this. I am a nurse and during the pandemic, it has been so hard. So first of all, Lori, thank you yeah, for serving. Thank, thank you. you for continuing to pour in and show up and be faithful and be committed to making sure that others are doing well. Um, that You have a very much so under highlighted before 2020 job that now I think all of us can say thank you and we see you. So thank you. We'd love that we're able yeah. to pour back into you. Um, and then uh, a clap for her. Can we? Yeah, I know. Oh. Buzz. Um, loving the buzzer is what Alicia Huang oh, says. I hope I said your name right. I don't know how to say it. Thanks. Thank you. Buzz that because I need it. She says, thanks for slowing down and for Romans 8, 18 through 19. Well, friend, we haven't even We're gotten good. to the he said what section and that just blew us all away as well. Um, yeah. And then um, I, I just want to. <laughs> I just want to. Oh, you're going, okay, what do you got? Kimberly Parr. She was just saying, I was just saying yesterday that it's sad that we can get the truth from God by his word, but we almost sell out to third-party credibility by pastors and friends when we miss the mark. Hmm. You know what? I would say that, that um, I'm just going to expand on this a little bit, Kimberly, um, and, and really to kind of highlight what Arden, you just said. You get this because you have platform in your family, right? You get this probably because you've seen the Christian stage and the Christian pedestal. And what I've, I've slowly started discovering is this, is that we have this generation that's a lot like the people of God with Moses, where he was told to run into the smoke and to go to the mountain for them because they were too afraid of hearing from God themselves. Yep. They're like, nope, nope, nope. If we go, he'll kill us. But if you go, then we'll be fine. We'll just let you do it. Take one for the team. And I feel like we have so many sons and daughters, as you as you put so eloquently, um, that are just like, take one for the team for me. Like, I'm not worthy of going to talking to God on my own. I'm not worthy of, of going and being in the middle of the smoke. I would die. I know my sin. I know the thing that's keeping me back. And yeah. And I love that Kimberly is having this conversation because when we see a user like this and a listener and a friend of the show that says, I was just saying this yesterday, that to me is a signal that God's putting it on the hearts of his people to be unified in this, that we don't need to go to these other people and have them be our source of truth, but the word of God itself. So I love that. And, And seeing the value in your life, 
because I think that's what oftentimes we think is like when when we feel like hey, I'm called to ministry, that that means I'm supposed to go serve in a church or go become a pastor somewhere. And I think what we do so much mm. nowadays is that we focus so much on our our purpose, that grand question of our purpose based off of, you know, like, what am I supposed to do occupational wise that we miss out on our first mm. calling, which is to be son and daughter of Christ. And I love how Ephesians 4.12, right? <clears throat> Ephesians 4.12, complete opposite roles, says the yeah. prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and the apostles. So the fivefold ministry is all there for the equipping of us to do the work of the ministry. The work of the ministry is not just you coming to church. It is your, it is what you see the value in your, you going to the, you know, the store. It's you going to your work, you, you leaning yeah. into the spirit and all those opportunities. So I think, I think that narrative uh, for people has to change that mindset of thinking, you know, hey, my role is I just got to go to church and then get someone to church every now and then. Hopefully my pastor gets them saved kind of thing. No, we've been equipped to do <laughs> right. the work of the ministry. Okay. Come being on. a millennial, I have a question. I have a question. Were you born with the same evangelical motivation that I grew up in? I was just one generation Gen X above you. And I'm a millennial. I know. Well, thank you for reminding me again. So Arden and I are. That's amazing. It's amazing. Um, no, I was going to say that. I just really, I, I wonder, is that dying out? Because I feel like what you just said is is big. Hey, my job is to bring somebody to church and maybe get them saved. And that yeah. makes me a good Christian. I grew up thinking that was my whole Christian life. Mm. Like I, I thought that that was my good works prepared in advance. Like yeah. I didn't realize that there's more work to be done that reveals the glory of God. Um, so do you think that that's by and large the public opinion right now of Christians that they've accepted that label? Yeah, um, I think I, I would I would think so. Honestly, I think I think a lot of times what we see is we think I have one day in the sacred a week and then six days mm. not sacred. I'm six days in the secular. Mm. And I think that is completely opposite, even from what the word of God says. I think, you know, the word of God is what Jesus or what God showed in the beginning of creation is on the seventh day he rested. And that's when we get recuperated. That's what we get fed yeah. by our pastors. We get fed by the community that we're yeah. a part of. But then the other six days he was taking ground. He was doing work. And I think yeah. what we see are too much is that we are just kind of going of, hey, my my whole role in this, you know, Christian walk is to help serve my church. And yes, that's a part of it. We're called to build the local church, um, but that we forget that we are actually the church. Um, mm. And I think I think a lot of in 2020, that's a lot of people had to kind of come to that realization when they couldn't rely on meeting in the four walls of a building anymore. And, and I was wow. that, that was our prayer for people and everyone that we were talking to is, hey, just because you can't meet in the four walls uh, of the church doesn't mean that the church stops because the church is the body. It's it's mm. the people. And if you have it's a good. body that's not operating, some places are not operating, that body's not going to be fully taking taking ground or operating or, or you know, uh, being able to work in the right capacity. So I do think hmm. that's been the mindset, but I think that needs to, to shift because I think people need to understand how much they've been given. And I think, you know, I, when I look back at my parents, when they first started ministry, I think ministry was not that attractive. Like, I mean, it was the freaky <laughs> suits. It was the, my dad had a mustache. Like it was, it was not yes. the most attractive thing to do in the world. And it yeah. was very hard. And, and, um, and then now I think what we've seen is that's actually shifted. And I think, um, I think that's shifted to the place where ministry is very attractive. 
And I think when I remember when God told me, hey, you're called to do ministry, um, mm. I just thought that meant just serve him in my life. It didn't didn't mean occupational. And I remember people, when I first went to Bible college, they would be like, hey, I'm called to be this next big name pastor, kind of that. And I'm like, that's amazing. Like God told you that's, I'm like, he just told me to do ministry. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And so, so I think we, we can't forget about that first calling um, of being a son and daughter of God. Hey, so good. Love it. I, I want to highlight one uh, commenter and then we can move along. But Cindy says, Cindy McAdams says, I struggle with fear like big time. I've prayed about this for years. I can't seem to overcome this specifically mm. being alone. Um, Arden, you have your powerhouse, man. Can you just speak whatever you feel led to Come speak on. over her? Oh, yeah. So this is this is actually one of my favorite things to talk about because I think I think we don't talk a ton about fear or we shy away from talking about fear because what we talk about in the Bible is you know the Bible says you know perfect love casts out all fear and it talks about how fear is a terrible master and there yeah. is a fear that is talked about in the Bible that will cause you to live fearlessly in this life. And I think it's so important and it's the fear of God. And I think when you talk mm -hmm. about struggling with fear and the, the fears of your, of your future, fears of being alone, all these things, it's because you have reduced and, and I'll say this, this is, this I think is absolutely incredible. And this is something I want my, my generation to grab hold of, but you have, you have um, reduced God to the world's equal. And the way that you Ooh. think God's, God's role is just to offset the balances of wow. this world. And you've made the, you know, like, hey, you have two masters that you're serving and, and you fear the world and all the, the trauma, the pain, all the things that come with it. Then you also, you're like, well, I fear God too, because I need to have this healthy. And you've reduced him to that equal where God is so much greater than mm. any of the any of the balances, the struggles that are going through this world. And so wow. I think what I'm wanting to say to this generation is that we get a healthy understanding of the fear of the Lord. Cause I, I grew up with this like wrong understanding of the fear of the Lord. I thought I was Same. like, I was, I was getting, I was getting saved every single week. I was like, my dad, my dad, my dad my heart, I just prayed with you last week. What are you doing back down here? But I thought God was just standing over me, trying to hit me with a judge. And, I, and I'll tell yeah. you, like Exodus 20, 20, um, Moses is speaking to the people and he says, do not fear for God has come to see that his fear may be within you. And I think what we've got to do is we've mm. got to get this healthy fear of God that eradicates the fear of the world in our life. Like the Bible, actually the fear of the Lord as the word into me, which means into a deeper level of intimacy. And so I would just say wow. to Cindy, Cindy, if you're struggling with fear, if you've been battling that, like I, I've been there and as wow. I've understood this beautiful understanding of what the fear of the Lord is and standing in awe of my creator and how he has, has, has complete control over my life and, and then just being with me and, 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 you know, never leaving me and just standing is so great and can change a situation just like that. I've watched wow. this fear of this world has completely been eradicated from my life. Now I still have some like healthy fears. Like I, I completely fear snakes. I'm like, if I, <laughs> I fear snakes, I'm like, I'm like, I think I need to kill that snake because if I kill right. that snake, I save someone's life down the road. So, you know, there, there's that balance. But I think when we, when we reduce it and say, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm having troubles with this. I think, I think uh, you need to just uh, jump into your Bible. And I think there's mm. going to be a beautiful, um, a beautiful, revelation of the fear of God that is waiting for you in there. Wow. Holy cannoli. 
Man, I wanted to buzz that, but I was like, I don't want to miss a single word either. (laughs) I saw you doing your concentration face, like, shocked and amazed by the words coming out of this man's mouth. It's true. Come on, I was schooled here for a second because I've never had that thought of reducing the fear of the Lord down to what the fear of the world offers us and and actually tells us and lies to us about. You know, I I consistently think about the passage that says that we are going to bring any thought that brings itself against the knowledge of the holy or of God. We we take it captive. And, you know, I mean, there are so many thoughts that we just feel like, God, can he really do this for me right now? Can he really intervene? Is he really faithful? Is he really? And when we say that, those words, we're going back to the Garden of Eden, man. We're going straight to the moment that the serpent himself, that was his twist to Eve. Did God really say? Because there is this healthy fear of knowing that the Lord is greater, bigger, omni, every stinking thing, you know? And because of that, we have... um, this insane hope that overflows. Yeah. We have courage. We, I mean, so many things. I, I want to talk to Cindy for just a second and we don't usually spend this much time and you said what, but I feel like there's something big here. Cindy, you said specifically you have a fear of being alone. I want to take just a couple seconds and I want to pray over you um, just because you're somebody that you, you put this out here for us. And I want us to acknowledge and honor that God, we pray for Cindy right now that this fear of being alone would be shattered today, that it would be an absolute brand new day in the way that she sees that you are faithful, that you are present with her, that you've never left her, that you will never leave her God, that there would be this assuredness in her, this, this, the certainty of knowing that you will bring and align the people of your calling into her life to be people that speak in hope, truth, people that love unconditionally and relentlessly, Cindy, God, that you would give her favor in places that seem unfavorable to make new friends and to find new people that are arm in arm kind of people that say, I'm not leaving. And we ask this for her and for anybody else that's feeling that isolation that's listening as well. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Goodness. I don't know what to do other than just, y'all, it's time that we go on to the next section because we're not going to get out of this show if we don't. So he said what? Coming right up. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. We've been talking about he said what the whole show. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Jenny, can you read the red question? I think we can camp on that. Girl, I'm on that page. Yeah, I was ready for it. Do it. Okay. Arden, redefined. You share your personal experiences. Obviously, you're sharing about the Bible within that as well. But if there's one thing you could tell to our generation... <laughs> Love it. To the millennials. No, if there's Stay any on only if there's on one it. thing. <laughs> there's one thing you could share with our listeners. That's such a loaded question, but one thing, yeah. what do you want to leave us with? Yeah, I think I think it's just continuing to go back to the word of God. I think, you know, with everything, even even the questions that were proposed, I've seen in my life when I've navigated or dealt with things, like I, I'll tell my wife, I'm like, I'm, I'm battling these things and, and I'll realize I'm like, I haven't read the word of God and, and I haven't allowed that to renew my mind. I'm like, Christian, please remind me to get in the word of God the next three chance mm. I get. Like, 
please, because I know it's so important. And I love what Jesus uh, Jesus modeled in when he came out of the 40 days uh, of prayer and fasting is Jesus modeled when he was his identity was under attack, what the enemy came and tempted him. But before he tempted him, he said, if you are truly the son of of God. And we have a lot of people that they feel like their identity's been under attack. They feel like yeah. they've been been, you know, just hurt and all of these things. And I love how Jesus beautifully illustrated the response mm-hmm. that we must have is that Jesus did not say, you know, hey, I know I'm Christ because my mom told me or I know I'm Christ because <laughs> of all these amazing things I've done. No. He simply just quoted back the word of God to yeah. the enemy. That was it. He did not, he did not quote the prophet. Like he just simply quoted back the word of God. And I think mm. right now as people, as identities, as they're, as they're feeling fear, as they're feeling attacked, as they're feeling lonely, broken, all these things yep. coming against them for my generation, we don't, I want us to stand firm on what the word of God says, because that's what, how Jesus was able to illustrate. That's what, you know, Paul, Paul understanding his Roman citizenship, I think was so beautiful in Acts 22 is that we have to understand what's been given to us, the, the sword that we've been given, how to wield it, how to use it. So that's what I would love to see my generation grab hold of. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay. Now this is a legit Oh, what? I was power buzzing that. I was like, no. oh, come on. I'm thinking about the people going, what sword? What sword? And, <laughs> what, and how oh, do I wield a, a spiritual sword? Yeah. Yeah. So the sword the sword is the word of God. So that's what the the Bible talks Ooh, about. It's the word on. of God is sharper than any, any two-edged sword. And it's used to be cutting down. We don't fight against flesh and buds, but principalities. And, and I think this is something that's very important because if you were someone that was had a, a physical sword and you were going to battle, let's yep. say if you went to battle and you did not know how to use that sword, you would not last <laughs> long in that battle. <laughs> and the word of God is not something we're just supposed to just pick up every now and then and just yeah. kind of read, put it down. It's like, no, it's supposed to actively be involved. We're supposed to know how yeah. to wield it in those situ- situations and circumstances. And the Bible talks about it being the word of God being our daily bread, which is our substance. So if you're going to war wow. or battle, um, and you do not have any, you haven't eaten in two weeks, you're not going to have a lot of energy or strength to fight. And what mm-hmm. I'm seeing more and more from my generation is we are a generation that wants to be warriors, but we don't want <laughs> to fight. We don't understand how to fight. And you can't be a warrior without a war. And, and that's the thing we've got to grab power hold buzz. of. Is like, yeah, power buzz. You're kind of like, you, you want to power. I'm like, <laughs> but, this but is feisty. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I want to see is my generation. We, we know we've got to understand that war, that battle is coming. And the amazing thing is we never, we, we don't have to lose that battle. God's with us. He's on our side. We do not have to lose yeah. that battle, but we need to know how to fight. And we don't you know use, what? and this is the thing, we don't use the word of God to tear down other people. Like that's, Come that's on. the key thing. If you think, you know, Hey, the word of God is a sword and you're like, you don't use the word of God to attack other people because people are not the problem in this world they're our mission and i'm seeing that a lot with people recently as we've been we've been using hey this is what the word of god says and we're attacking 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 rather Mm. than attacking the problem not the person Ooh. so uh if any of you right now feel like you've just gotten 75 lessons that you needed to hear from then you're going to want to put this on repeat download it this will be one that you revisit well i feel like we just started one of our listeners was like i need to follow this man so that being said how do people follow you and your ministry and how can they get get to be a part of what you're doing 
so the um the best place to find me on social media is Bavir Arden. It it was supposed to be Arden Bavir, but someone took uh, Arden Bavir and they pushed a p- picture of my brother and his wife. So it's Bavir <laughs> Arden. If that was me. you. Yeah. Coming exactly. after you. So let me know. Um, and then the best place to connect with everything, the book, even a quiz, what we have where we tell people they can go on um, line, they can take a quiz and figure out if there's some labels that they need to overcome. And we kind of direct them of what the word of God's saying. They can go to ardenbevere.com. Awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. And so y'all will want to check out this new book, Redefined, um, Confronting the Labels That Limit Us. And listen, if you haven't been encouraged today, then I don't know what show you were listening to um, <laughs> at all, because I feel like, you know, Jenny and I, we take the podcast and we go back and we listen and we'd like to try to create these cool little graphics that we can put online. And we were like, what were some power phrases? What were some things that punch? I'm sitting here going, well, the whole daggum episode. So <laughs> I don't even know. what. To, it's just, you're just going to see like this long scrolling list of things that we've taken from today. Um, before we go, one of the things that we do is we love to pray for our listeners and um, let's get right into that. Hey, let's pray. I'm sorry. If you're cat. not watching the show, there is a creepy cat that comes in the side to make sure that we're praying and then yeah. waves. You you uh-huh. praying now? Okay. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> it's so great. It's so great. So this week we've been talking about how to re- redefine those harmful labels. And so before we leave, we want to encourage you the best way that we know how. And that's always going to the one that holds our freedom within our identity. So Arden, if you will pray for our listeners in this moment, yeah, please. Of course. Well, well, Father God, we just thank you so much for everything that you have instilled to us through your word, Lord Jesus. We know that everything that was communicated, God, we just want to continue to lead into your spirit. And Lord Jesus, I pray for everyone that is listening to this, for people who are feeling uh, like they've been distant from you or feeling like they don't know what how to step into this inheritance and calling that, Lord Jesus, you would speak to them today, that you would guide their footsteps, that you would lead them in the directions that you have for them. Lord Jesus, I pray that you are calling back this generation to your heart. And Lord Jesus, I pray for everyone that is listening to this podcast. I pray that Lord Jesus, they would speak out loud what other people have only dared to whisper, that they would that they would mm. touch and they would lay claim what other people have only seen in a distance. Lord Jesus, I know that the people that are listening to this, they're they're taking that extra step. And I pray they're not they're not made for small and contained. They're made for signs and wonders and miracles. And I pray that we live under your revelation word and not through communicated knowledge that Lord Jesus, you would give people listening that heart for that. I pray just Lord Jesus, as you do so beautifully that you always come and meet us where we are. And I pray that you would meet everyone where they are and that you would Mm. raise them up, Lord Jesus, raise them up to sit as princes and princesses in your kingdom. So we thank you for them. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 Come hey. on. Arden, right, thank yeah. you for taking five years you. to write your book. Like, <laughs> yes. like seriously, yes. I, yes. there's so much fruit and hope yeah. and promise found in those words. So mm-hmm. it, everybody should go pick it up. Like it's called Redefined by Arden Bevere. Fantastic. Thank you so much for yeah. taking the time on that. Yeah. yeah Jenny, if, thank you so much for having me on. Seriously. 
Well, thank you, friend. And y'all, if you are um, wanting to get any more information, once again, go to ArdenBevere.com. And we've enjoyed having you today on the show, Arden. And for those of y'all that are listening in or watching in, we just want to tell you to go ahead and shut the shit up. We will talk to you next week. If you've been inspired to stop shitting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars. If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.